So hey, it's episode 96 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and today we're going to be talking about three questions that you might like to ask yourself if you're struggling to get yourself onto the yoga mat, but you really want to. So we're going to go through those in just a minute. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So, hey, how are you doing? I hope that you are doing well. It is a very wet, cold and windy day here in Melbourne as I'm recording this. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is how we actually help ourselves along when we're trying to create a movement habit for ourselves that helps us to feel well. Because the reality is that movement, like so many other things that we do to look after ourselves, like brushing our teeth and um, having a shower and all these things, really needs to be an integrated part of our lives rather than something that seems separate or like an optional extra or something that we kind of tack on once everything else is dealt with. Because I think that when it is an added extra, we miss out on the benefit that movement gives us. And you know, it's it's not even just about exercising uh, because I think that, you know, we can think of movement sort of sometimes being a little bit different to exercise. Exercise might be something that you do to very specifically gain strength, um, work the cardiovascular system. Movement can be that, but it might also be simply moving to manage tension, you know, moving your body through its full range to shift tension and to to continually provide this feedback to the brain about, you know, where you are in space, what your body's capable of and all of that. And both of those things are important, right? Strength training is obviously really important as well. Um, but one of the things that can stop so many of us is our human tendencies to be all or nothing. And so I wanted to talk about like, if you are struggling to make the time or find the space for a movement or yoga practice, three questions that you can ask yourself that might help make it easier to fit it into your life. So the first question is, what are your beliefs about what your practice should look like? And there's a very important word in there and it's should. And I want you to really think about this because we oftentimes have very specific beliefs about what we think something should be in order for it to count, in order for it to be legitimate. And oftentimes when we actually look at those beliefs and those shoulds from an objective place, we realize that they're not really true. And oftentimes they haven't even come from our own kind of reasoning. They've been handed down to us from the culture that we're in or from our parents or from, you know, the people that we hang out with or whatever. So some of the things that you might be believing about your practice is that it has to take you 60 minutes to be valid and valuable and do anything. Or maybe you believe that in order for it to be a valid practice, it has to happen at a certain time of day, or it has to happen in a certain outfit. And I know that that sounds sort of 
silly when it's said, but like if you really think that you have to get changed into to you know a hundred dollar yoga pants, that is going to stop you from getting started. So what beliefs do you hold about what a practice should look like that might be stopping you from stepping onto the mat at all? And are they even yours? Are they even things that you really believe or are they just kind of borrowed from the culture that we exist in? There's a reason why we think these things. You know, if you think about the, um, the culture of like the group exercise class, yeah, pretty much they're all somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes. Does that mean that that's the only way to do it though? Heck no. No, 100% not. It just happens to be the way that it's often done. It doesn't mean it's the only way. It doesn't even mean it's the best way. It's just one way. And so what happens when you question those beliefs about what you, you know, think something should look like, it opens up possibilities for it to be another way. And that leads us on to question number two and three. So question number two, how is it that you want to feel? And this is something that you will have most likely heard me talk about before, unless this is one of your first episodes, in which case, welcome. (laughs) But, you know, understanding how you want to feel is a big, big, big precursor to getting yourself onto your yoga mat or into the gym or out for that walk or whatever, because we don't tend to do yoga or do that class because we're looking for something else to do. Your to-do list, I'm fairly confident, is already very long. You're not doing it to do a class. You're doing it because of the way that you think it will make you feel. And so what feeling are you trying to move towards? Is it something in your body? Is it a feeling of strength? Is it a feeling of ease? Is it a feeling of being capable to do whatever it is that you want to do off the yoga mat in the world? Is it a feeling of calm? What is it that you're actually kind of moving towards in your practice? Because sometimes what we can do is we can lose sight of what it is we're trying to move towards, that feeling that we are after. And we start to look at it as just this thing that we have to kind of do because it's on the list. It's on on the on the sheet of paper that we wrote all the other things we need to do on. And that is fine in a lot of ways, because sometimes we do just need to do what we said and show up for it and and trust in the process. But if you are relying on motivation to get you onto your yoga mat, you are going to be waiting and waiting and waiting because motivation is fickle. Motivation does not exist. Motivation is not the thing that is getting everybody else onto their mats. But understanding how you want to feel is a really good first step because when you understand how you want to feel, You know, you might not feel like doing the thing that's going to make you feel the way you want to feel, but you want the end result. You want the feeling state. And so it is easier to show up for ourselves when we understand what it is we're trying to move towards. And once we've gotten a few reps in and we realize that, yeah, actually, when I do move my body, when I do step onto the yoga mat and do, you know, these movements, it actually does move me towards the way I want to feel or into how I want to feel. And so then we're more likely to do it again because we see the direct relationship between what we're doing and what we seek. So that's question number two. How do I want to feel? And question number three is how can I make it easier for myself to show up consistently? Now, I think this is a really interesting question because oftentimes what we do is we try to make things really complicated. I don't know why we do that, but we, I think part of it is that we 
almost think that we're missing like the secret that everybody else has. And if something really is easy or simple or we try to make something easier or simple, I, I don't know, maybe it's that we think we're cheating ourselves or cheating the system. But like it's allowed to be easy. It's allowed to be easier, especially when, you know, creating a habit isn't easy. So how do we make it easier? Because if something is hard, usually it will be too hard for us to do consistently. And this sort of loops back to the first question around, you know, what are your beliefs around what your yoga practice should look like? If your belief is that in order to count, it needs to take you 60 to 90 minutes uninterrupted, then chances are your windows of opportunity for that to happen are going to be slim. I mean, I don't know. It would be slim in my life. I would find that tricky. But if that is your belief that that's how it has to look, you know, you're not going to, and, and it doesn't actually fit into your life. You don't have the, the resources to make that happen, the time, the space, the whatever, then what are you going to do? You're not going to show up. You're not going to do anything because doing less would not fit in with what you believe to be the right way to do it. But if we make it easier and we accept that that's legitimate, then we actually get to show up for the thing that we said we wanted to show up for. And so, you know, what's easier for you? If your belief is 60 minutes and we question it and we go, you know what? No, it doesn't need, that doesn't need to be true. That isn't true. What feels easier for me? What actually fits into my life? What actually feels palatable? Is it five minutes? Is it 15? Is it 20? Is the thing that's going to make it easier having somebody who does it with you? Is the thing that's going to make it easier having a coach that reminds you and holds you accountable? Is the thing that's going to make it easier doing it in your jeans because you can't be bothered going up the stairs to get your yoga pants? Is the thing that's going to make it easier giving the, the kids permission to stay in the room because, you know, you, you just can't deal with breaking up the fights that happen if they're on the other side of the door? Like all these things, and I'm not saying any of those are the right answer um, some of those you might listen to and go, oh my God, that literally would not make it easier for me at all. This is really individual. But give yourself permission to make it easier. For some people, the make it easier piece will be putting it in the diary, you know, writing it onto the calendar. So for some, it will be laying their yoga mat out the night before they decide to get up at six to practice. For others, it'll be going, you know what, I've got to wait until 10.30 at night and then I'm going to do a wind down practice before I climb into bed. It might be that you do the practice in the bed, you know, there's all these ways and there are so many, there are, there is as many of you listening, you know, and beyond, we might all have a different idea of what would make it easier for us. And that's the beauty of it. But I think we have to give ourselves permission to accept that easier might not match your beliefs around what is legitimate and what works. So we have to be willing to question those beliefs because most of them, you know, they don't hold up. They're not true. So three questions that you can ask yourself if you're like, I keep promising myself I'm going to show up on my yoga mat. I keep saying I'm going to do it and I don't do it and I'm getting annoyed and I don't know what to do next. Here's three questions to get you started. What are my beliefs about what my practice should look like and where did I get them from? And are they true? Spoiler alert, probably not. <laughs> Question number two, how do I want to feel? Use that instead of motivation. Motivation will not stick around for as long as you need it to. 
And number three, how can I make it easier for myself to show up consistently? And I think that when we take all three of those questions together, we're given, you know, a window into to other possibilities that will work for us and our situation and our needs. So, you know, giving yourself permission to, to make this bespoke to you. You know, there is no one cookie cutter solution for us, um, you know, billions of body on the plan- bodies on the planet. We get to have the freedom to make it ours. So I hope that gives you some food for thought. I'd love to know, you know, if some of these um, questions have prompted some ideas for you or, you know, like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that I was actually thinking that to be legitimate, it had to take 60 minutes. And now that I see through that belief, you know, yeah, I can show up for 20. Um, I'd love to know if you had any of those sort of realizations or or insights. Um, so come share with me. You'll find me over on Instagram at Erica Web Yoga. Um, my DMs are always open because I do love to, you know, open a bit of a conversation. Podcasting is very one sided. So come and share your ideas with me. So come and share your your aha moments or your questions with me. I would love that. Um, and until next week. Keep being kind with yourself. Make it easy to show up for you um, and, you know, get some movement and some mindfulness into your day. I'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.